This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn 4 bucks into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, NBA, NHL. They got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's promo code SGP30 for 30% off. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like the stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up for betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome back, DJs. We're here for the API wrap up and TPC Sawgrass preview. It's myself, Boston Capper, and the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer. What's up, baby? How was the weekend? Oh, man, that was great. That was a great tournament. Good ending. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit about a uh, lot of bets I cashed this week. Uh, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit of a tout show this week. So, nice. uh, no, that was, uh, that was a fun tournament. Um, I love it when. I see a bunch of car crashes on Sunday and we got exactly what we got, you know, today it was awesome. So I, I know you're out in the golf course. Uh, you said you, you saw a little bit on your phone, but yeah, this was a, that was a very satisfying end to the Arnold Palmer invitational. Yeah. I mean, it was funny. And like, like I told you before, like the boxes were stacked up. So we saw more of it than we wanted to, uh, but we were watching it the whole time and it was fun. Like just watching the spawn and like, Oh man, like even's going to be like a really good score. And it's two weeks in a row. We've had two courses, just beat these guys up and I fucking love it. It's going to be the complete opposite this week uh, with TPC Sawgrass. But listen, we got two weeks in a row of guys playing just uh, just getting brutalized and you're right. It, it just makes it such for fun watching. Listen, uh, I had a great weekend as far as matchup bets and things like that. And thanks to you uh, texting last night, I ended up putting down a little bit on Bryson. So that, that helped a little bit as well. Uh, even well, though I did, Where's my cut of that, by the way? <laughs> listen, you, listen, you don't want to cut of a hundred bucks at one twenty-five, okay? <laughs> the, um, but I was like, ah, let me make up for the rest of them. And I actually held off today. I thought about, man, I was like, man, Maybe I should sprinkle a little bit on this, sprinkle a little bit on that. And I just kept watching what was happening. And I was like, no, no, I'm just going to let it ride. Like, fuck it. I got my matchups. I'm good. Like and if Bryson hits great, whatever. I don't even care. Like the matchups is where I had all my money at. So, yeah. So uh, let me, let me ask you a question. So there are only two guys inside this top 10 shot under par today. So one of them was uh, the winner, Bryson Shambo, who yep. we'll get to in just a second. And uh, the other one was scrappy, puny, Andrew Putnam. I know. What was that about? Where did he come from? Well, he cost me a matchup today and he somehow shot one under. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I I mean, look, I get it. And it's, I mean, uh, Ventura for me. Oh my God. 
<laughs> triple fucking bogey on 18. Like that was something that I cashed at 16. I was like, oh, we're fine. And then I look and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like what? Happened? I mean, let's be fair. He had an ace too. You shouldn't really even even been at it. <laughs> Listen, he was a plus one sixty five dog, man. Like whatever. And it's a coin flip with the weather. Like you know, you, you take stuff like that when it, when you know it's going to be shitty conditions. And I. I, I, listen, I, I understand. And uh, you know what? Hey, at least it pushed. So. It, it did push. It, I, did. A, I, did, I had like six or seven pushes this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and, and I feel like all of them on the 17th and 18th goddamn hole or eight and nine, depending on if it was Thursday or Friday. Like it was always down the last hole. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Like, like I had guys go into the water who I'm going up against and somehow these fucking cocksuckers still put it to the fringe and fucking two or three pot and don't take advantage of it. Like I've had a lot of pushes this weekend. Weekend was good as a whole. Dug myself out of a pretty deep hole that I took myself in last week. So it's fine. Nice and nice and nice and even now, but good Lord, man. Like it could have been a lot better. Yeah. Well, I mean, 17, 18 were absolutely oh. brutal today. I mean, into the wind, 20 oh. miles per hour. I mean, 17 is just what 220 yards over water with that, like that bunker that kind of just like fades into the water there. Yeah. It's almost like a mud pit down there. Yeah. So, I mean, guys are blowing up there. Um, I know I had Charlie Hoffman in a tournament matchup. He hit in the water down there. That kind of maybe a little nervous, but uh, he held together on 18 beat Brandon Grace easily, you know, cash that. Um, and then 18, I mean, if you weren't in the fairway, you were done screwed. Yeah. Done. I mean, that rough was, I mean, that was thicker than I even remember that rough. Like I know the rough at our, at Bay Hill can be pretty challenging, but that was thick. And I mean, I, honestly, like no wonder Bryson won. Like, I mean, and we, we talked about it before, you know, the tournament that there are Bryson golf courses and one of them is Bay Hill. And there was this narrative that you got to keep it in play and you got to play positional golf. And that's true for most of them, but Bryson, you can take it over dog legs and Bay Hill is so antiquated now that there's no trouble for him when he does it. So he was cutting dog legs. He hit over the lake. And like, I know we talked about yesterday about the fake news of him driving the green on six, but today, like, that drive was pretty impressive. It was. It <laughs> that was, was really good. Now, conditions, yeah, now it was pure Bryson that he hit a awful approach shot <laughs> that spun off the green down towards Lee Westwood. That collection area. Yeah. And then they had birding anyway. So I just thought that was very funny. Just how the whole thing played out. But you know what? Hats off to Bryson. You know, yeah, looking man. at his stats, um, he was second in the field and stroking off the tee, gained over a stroke per round with his irons. He gained a little bit with scrambling. That is important. That's a recipe. And he putt well. I mean, when yeah, Bryson does that, it's, it's over. He's going to win. And it seems like at these types of golf courses, and this is something to note going forward. And I mean, I, I the books that I have access to, they only have Bryson at 12 to one all week. I saw a couple books that I do not have access to where he was closer to 16. I probably would have bet it if I had 16. Cause I just, I had a good feeling about him. This is a good golf course for him. And yeah. you know, I mean, we're going to go to TBC sawgrass though, where you got played by the rules and might not go so hot for him. Yeah, I don't know if I like Bryson this week. And I, I know you like Booksy this week, and uh, he he withdrew for knee knee trouble. Was that right? Yeah, they announced that was breaking news in the coverage that uh, uh, his agent, I guess, uh, passed him a note saying they're looking at his knee again, which <sighs> is not, not good, good. that is not good. No, it no. sucks because he was playing awesome. Yeah, he looked good. He looked prime, ready to go. I didn't actually like him for TPC, but I like to move forward. I don't know, like I, it, TPC to me didn't seem like it, like it fit him. 
but I could well, be 100% I mean, we'll, wrong. We'll about talk. That. We'll talk about that later. Like who it exactly fits? Which fits. the answer is everyone. Everyone. Everyone I fits Stevens' autographs. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But. I mean, so, all right. So we touched on the weather. We touched on Bryce. Any closing thoughts on Bryson moving forward? Uh, I mean, we'll talk about him tomorrow. But <sighs> yeah, I mean, dude, dude's a beast, man. Like, uh, like hate him, love him, whatever. Like, you got to respect his game. That's it. Yeah. I now, mean, I mean, listen, really he, he played nails. He played yeah, nails. He really again. did. That's off to him. Uh, Speed played well again. I know. Uh, he's he's back. He's gonna win soon. He's good. Listen, I'm so happy. It I might be. Ne- it might be next week, dude. I got a fifty to one at the Masters. I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy about that because uh, that was whatever. That was like the first weekend he was back. He had that. Oh, it was the Saturday at was it waste management when he just fucking went lights out. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go throw some money on him for the Masters. We'll see. Like yeah. whatever. I have Munez at the Masters. I was like, Speed is not a worse bet than Munez at the Masters. You can light that on. You can light that on fire. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm well aware. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I mean, listen, Speed is great again. I mean, still losing a little bit off the tee, but it was field average. That's yeah, fine. And what he, he doesn't hit any fairways and he still does it. It's fucking nuts. Like I, I, I went against him in the matchup on Friday. I ended up winning. I got Rose against speed that I won by a stroke, but a fucking miracle. You know what I mean? Like, but the guy doesn't hit any fairways. I was like, there's no way it's going to keep up. It keep, it just keeps up. Like, I don't know. Like it just is what it is. Like I, we have to throw that stat out for him. No, he's, he's hitting his irons. Awesome right now. And yeah. he put well again, and now he's going to go to a golf course that you don't have to driver. You hit a lot of irons. You hit a lot of three woods off the tee. Yeah. It might be shaping up for a speed week. So we'll I, see. I like um, and then, uh, I mean, listen, my, my week ended very well with uh gambling that we'll get to in just a second, but, uh, start off really poorly with, uh, <laughs> Louis Uswiesen withdrawing after the tournament started. And before his time, thank you very much for locking in all my DFS lineups. And at least the books are very charitable to give all my bets back. But man, are you f- the, the week I buy into that dude <laughs> and he withdraws after the term is done. Like, are you kidding me? I'm pretty really, sure. Dude? I'm pretty sure I brought that up when we talked about it. I you said, did. I said, he's a, he's always a withdrawal. Like, like he's just, it just, it, that's what he does. And it's not like he withdraws the night before. It's like, a minute before fucking lock, and that's it. Like this wasn't even a minute before lock. This was at eight thirty in the morning. This is well into the first round. I know, man. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, it just oh my god. I mean, but listen, I like I I subscribed to the uh, you know trust your read, yeah. and uh, as long as they're playing, if you like somebody last week and they screwed you, go back this week. Yep. I'm going back to Louis this week. We'll see. All right, come on, I yep. like it. And then uh, did you see uh, Patrick Reed uh, might cheat it again? Do you see that? Oh, video? I didn't see that. Wait, 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 wait. So really? yeah, this, this blew up. I mean, I'm not on social media, but it even hit my Google newsfeed. Oh, uh, so basically there was video. Uh, I was reading, I was reading, I was redoing a bathroom while I was watching golf yesterday. So, okay. <laughs> well, you can go, you can go find it. So basically Patrick Reed, the ball is sitting in the rough and he starts picking grass around the ball. Okay. Which you're not supposed to do. Yeah. If it's dead, if, if it's dead, you can. Yeah, but this is just in the rough. Oh. Yeah, can't do that. No. Like, what, what, what are you doing here, buddy? And I, like, I love Patrick Reed. I think he, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to watch the video. Okay, it's not great. He's definitely <laughs> poking his finger where it shouldn't be. And like, this, we this is twenty twenty one. Lots of guys are getting in trouble for that. I know, but like, <laughs> well, that's not what I meant, but. No, it, it just keeps happening with this guy. 
It does. I, 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 I don't get it. Is does he? I mean, really? I mean, this is what like the third time in like five weeks. If that's the case, yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and how many like, other times like when he's the cameras on? Like, when, when he's like fiftieth or something, just like you know, way out of it, and no one's following him around. He's kicking it out of the pie straw. <laughs> yeah, the only reason why this is captured because he was on PJ Tour live, and then they had the camera right there. Like, like the the lack of self awareness is just <laughs> terrible. So. All right, so so you did well in matchups. Uh, what about props? Yeah. How'd you do in props this week? You know, anything? Anything? Yeah, fine. I, I, I got speed top ten. Uh, Connor's top twenty. Like, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing good. Like, nothing where I'm like, woo. You know what I mean? Right. Like, whatever. Made a little money. Nothing great. Like, okay. nothing to do cartwheels about. <laughs> All right. I mean, I had my best week in a while. All right. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I don't, I kind of like a secret menu of picks that I don't really give out. It's kind of like a in and out. You got to ask like for the secret menu. So, so another hour it's it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, went 10 and six overall matchups, you know, nice. pretty good two and one pre-tournament. Um, what was that like eight and five during tournament? So yeah, yeah. pretty good. Um, hit Tommy fleet with top 10. Screw you. Joe Jim. <laughs> got fucking He's no longer dead. Got so um, Song JM, uh, knucklehead, who by the way cost me one of those matchups today. He could not beat Denny McCarthy by half a stroke uh, because he took a double on 17. Thank you, asshole. Uh, he also cost me top 10, but I hit seven of nine top 20s I was on. Oh, shit, son. Pretty good. So before a tournament, I just threw a little bit on Speeth and Homa. As a top twenty, you know, Spieth is plus one fifty, Homo is plus two twenty five. You know, take a little bit there. They both cash. I was on Zal Taurus after last week. I tried to get my money back. Got my money back. Thank you very much. He, he uh, tried to make you not make money today. He did. He <laughs> got to the pay, he, he but you know what? Tried. He made up enough. He made up enough strokes <laughs> before that, and uh, he waxed Ian Poulter today, which uh, was another matchup I was on today. Thank you very much. So Willie Z, thank you. You got all my money back from last week. Uh, I was high on Corey Connors and you know, I'm glad I restrained myself a little bit. Just top 20 plus 400. I'll take it. I also had Bazan who top 20. I had Hoffman top 20, Chris Kirk top 20. Those were all over four to one. Pretty yeah, good. good um, week, hit three of five miscuts. Uh, Joel Damon, Wyndham Clark and uh Siwoo Kim. Thank you for drawing after round one. Just to immediately cash that uh, he is lost. We go, we go home now. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we was plus we eight dead last. And then my boyfriend, Bob McIntyre, low Scott. That was I know, he, dead. He hit it. it was that dead. was dead at the dead. beginning of the day. And then Martin Lair, thank you for the 41 back nine. Thank you so, so much. And your boy Russell Knox was awful today. Oh, so dude. you know what? Seven over today? Yeah. Robert oh. McIntyre shot even par today. That's yeah. one of the best rounds of the day. Yeah. Pretty good. Fuck yeah. Thank yeah, I mean, that's buddy. fucking that's that's sweet. That's, yeah. yeah. So you know what? I mean, let, let this be a lesson to everybody, too. Like you know, if you're new to golf gambling, do not put all your eggs in just the outright basket. Oh, there are so, no. so many ways to make money. And listen, it's not flashy. Nope. It's not like it's great as hitting 101 long shot. But you know what? If you know where to put your bets, you consistently make money. And what does that mean? You can keep betting. That's right. So That's there right. you go. Yeah, the matchups, man. Like, seriously, the matchups are where it's at. Like, somehow, like, Hatton. Over Hovland, somehow still hit for me. Like I was like, I, I thought I literally just unstart it. Like fuck it, I'm not even following it. You know what I mean? And then as Hatton made it, made it, and I was like, oh, oh, Hovland can melt down. Oh, he's melting down. What's he gonna do today? Melted down yeah. even worse. Yeah. So I, I had four or four 
for the outright. And then over the weekend, I don't know, fucking, uh, uh, they got lost to hit six, push four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, whatever. It was fun. Listen. Yeah. yeah, I'm just Honestly, I'm still so sick I didn't get Connor's first round leader. He was he was the last one out. Moonoff was on him. I'm always on Connors for something like that. And when he hit it, I, I was sick. Sick. I'm happy for fucking Moonoff, but god damn it, man. Like, son of a bitch. That was fucking eight hundred to one, too. Like I know. But you know what? You got money for next week. That's you right. know, let's do it. So all right. It's time. Who are you putting on the boat? Is dude, there anybody? Rory. Rory is on the fucking boat, dude. Wow. Yeah. No, for all real. Right. Like Here we go. Like, like seriously, like how do you have this much fucking talent and just flatline all the fucking time? Top five, top 10, my dick. I don't care anymore. Like he just doesn't have it. Like his wedges are garbage. He can't putt. He can't fucking scramble. Like his, I just don't know what to do with him. Like I thought he was back. Right. I mean, I have him in our little one and done. Like he looked like he was good. Looked like he was good. Came out on Thursday. And what did he do over the weekend? fucking nothing, nothing. Like always, like he is a dude who is just, he's not him anymore. That's it. Like he's it. Like I don't, I, I, his numbers are always going to be too inflated for me to bet from here on out. I might take him on some matchups and things like that, but he is fuck Rory. Like seriously, like what the fuck, man, all the talent in the world, focus, man, focus, do something. And he doesn't like, it, it makes me so mad to watch him. I, I can't explain it anymore. It's insane. like, I, it's, He's what? 32 years old. Yeah. He puts up great stats on Sunday. It <laughs> just, I, I don't know when he turned into just a flaccid golfer. And that was a flaccid performance today. That's, that's like, I mean, he put two balls in the drink on six and then he steps up and then stiffs an iron to like five feet makes Technically, I mean, if it was you and me, we would count it two mulligans and card eagle on scoreboard. It was a seven. It was a seven for him. That's right. But I mean, just looking at everything, like you're right. Just you know, the irons are just okay. Yeah. Not putting well. Not putting well. Is not wedges very good. Suck balls. Like, yeah. He's he's just he's he's a flat line. Like, and I thought like oh, like it seemed like he was getting into it when like the crowd was around, you know what I mean? Like he seemed like he was feeding off of that on Thursday. I was like, all right, maybe this is what he was missing. Six under on fucking on Thursday came out. All right. He's burning the edges on Friday. Like, all right, whatever. Fine. Expect a little pullback. And then Saturday and Sunday, just fucking nothing, man. Like Here, here's, here's might be a hot take. He is the worst golfer for gambling because he does just enough. So the books keep him at really high odds. Yeah. So there's no value to bet like an outright. There's no value to bet him in a top 10. He's paired up against all the favorites and matchups yep. and he's overpriced in DraftKings. And then he finishes like between 10th and 15th. Yeah. And he never lives up to the price. It's a crap shoot. If he even hits a head to head, he's never winning outright. And if he does finish top 10, it's either going to be like dead heat into oblivion or you're only getting paid like minus 120 on it. Like, right. Right. Like what? Like I have zero incentive to use Rory McIlroy if he's going to continue to be priced this way and this performance he's going to give. It yeah. just that's that's fact. Yeah, so absolutely. All right. And I'm, I mean, glad we're on the same page then. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, so I guess we'll just roll right into the DFS report card. So yeah. let's go. So over ten thousand uh, dollars. Victor Hovland was the most Ooh. popular player. <laughs> That was a rough weekend. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Victor. I want to thank you. I had three matchups against you because I 
took my stand and I was fading you. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, Victor, for completely fucking imploding us. Very, very. How are you feeling after Friday with all this? I, uh, I literally was already ripping up my tickets. I told you I was unstarring my (laughs) the guys against them. Hatton, I had Rory against them. I was like, all right, Rory's fine. And then uh, who the fuck else did I have against them? I don't know. Somebody else against them. I can't even remember at this point. So, so I miss most of the early Saturday coverage. Um, so by the time I got tuned in, I had already missed the implosion. So what the hell happened to him? Uh, I don't know. They Can't didn't they, 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 No, Cause they don't even fucking show you it's it, on this early Saturday morning coverage. It's fucking the, the stupid, um, whatever they call it, the fucking highlight group. So you're watching the same mm-hmm. fucking three scrubs. So I'm just like a crackhead staring at my fucking phone going refresh, refresh. All right. He's 400. He's 300 yards to the hole. Oh, he's in the bunker. What's he going to do? Two minutes later, I get an update. First of all, there is nothing that makes me feel like more of a degenerate than staring at my fucking phone, waiting to see what happens for a shot that I know has already happened two minutes ago, but I still somehow can't get the coverage of it. And just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I hate it. It, it, well, I mean, that's going to change this week because they'll actually have expanded coverage that we'll talk about later. It's going to be great for gambling. Oh, I'm so All right, so I, I pulled up his round three and uh, everything was bad. <laughs> he lost three strokes combined with his ball striking and lost three strokes putting. That is a miserable round. That's a bad round. So, bad round. I don't know what happened to him. Um, I am probably going to chalk this up as a blip. I still have very high hopes for him. I think he's going to fit for TBC Sawgrass. You might not agree because you... That golf course is right in your backyard. So you got the home field uh, this week. So, but I mean, otherwise, I mean, we just trashed Rory, but 14th in scoring, whatever. I mean, Hatton was 15th in scoring. I mean, Bryson was the least popular owned in this range first. Obviously the only bomb was the cheater, Patrick Reed, uh, 82nd missed the cut. Uh, He was 15% owned. He didn't look good at all, by the way. No, I mean, he, he did what I thought might happen in the concession. Like when you get to these golf courses where can't hit it all over the yard. If you're if sloppy, loose ball striking is going to wait what you're going to show up with. You're going to get ejected. And last week he ended up hitting the ball pretty well, kept it between the rails and did find the concession this week at Bay Hill. It didn't go so well. Now he's going to go to TBC Sawgrass where you absolutely really can't miss. Um, Cause we'll the, the, the rough, the rough at TPC is just like the rough at Bay Hill. Like it's well, super, it might have been that way, but I don't think they cut it like that anymore. We'll talk about the golf course later. But, all right, uh, because, because they, they changed a little bit. All right, because the last uh, I haven't played there, and I think the last time I played was like three years ago. And you go to the fucking you you get in the rough, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! What am I supposed to do with this? Like, is and it that? And that right there is important. We're gonna talk about that. The last time okay. you played it, it's not we're gonna see this week. So we'll get <laughs> okay. To so right, fair enough. Nine thousand dollar range. Most popular player was Knucklehead. Sung J M who people continue to keep going to this guy. And I updated the stats today. He has been bad. I don't, I do not get, and I, and I get sucked into a top 10 bet on him this week. And I got sucked in a little bit of DFS too. Just say it was a little bit of FOMO because I'm like, all right, listen, it's Sung J Bay Hill. I guess he's great on Bermuda, but the results just have not been there. I mean, he finished 17th in scoring. He was fine, but he was utterly irrelevant for most of the week. It was absolutely. And irrelevant. Had, yeah. And he cost me money on a head to head today. So <laughs> like, I, I think he, I'm waiting for books and DraftKings to finally adjust him to probably what his real price is. And then maybe I'll consider him. So 
Um, I mean, the big winners, there was a lot of big winners in this range. I mean, Jordan Spieth was fourth in scoring. Uh, he was about 11% owner. Matthew Fitzpatrick was popped or again, 15 and a half percent owned. He was had a good day today. Yeah. Listen, I mean, the kid has been playing well. He goes to another golf course next week that should suit him. Um, Paul Casey, I think played better in real life than DraftKings. Um, he finished what top top 10 in the field. He was 20th in scoring. Dude, that that is a guy who like all all you like birdie, nine fucking pies, bogey, birdie, four pies, birdie. Like ugh, he, yeah. he's not he's not good for DFS and I fucking he ended up pushing a matchup today against Fitz uh, uh, with me, and I had Fitz versus fucking Casey, and Fitz somehow choked it away. Yeah, I mean, I have an affinity for him just because I think I I think you're right. I think for drafting, he's not good. For betting, he's pretty reliable. Yeah. So you know, but he still misses five foot fucking putts. I had him against. I had I backed him on Friday versus fucking somebody. I don't know remember who it was, and uh, and he had a five and a half foot putt. On whatever whatever it was on a par five, fucking pushed it. I'm like, come on, fucking Paul. Like, you know, he was about field average putting though, uh-huh. so that's why he's actually been playing well. Yeah. So I think you can go back to him next week at TBC Sagres. I think his price is a little depressed too. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. I think he's like mid eight thousands maybe. So we'll go over that you know tomorrow when we do the DFS show. Um, I mean Hideki kind of backed into a top twenty today. He was irrelevant most of the week. Um, Fleetwood. Uh, better in real life than DFS. He was only 24th in scoring, finished top 10. So uh, the only real dud was Jason Day. I mean, yeah. he wasn't very good. So um, that otherwise, poor prick, no, that poor prick cut that ball stuck in the tree on was a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. So whatever. I, I had speed. I had speed against him uh, in a in four round matchup. So I, was I actually, I actually did too without telling you. So we were on the same page. Oh, how about that? Yeah, nice. Very good. So <laughs> I, I mean, none, none of these guys, I mean, Jason day made the cut at least he didn't kill you. So, all right, moving on down to uh 8,000 outrage where a lot of guys killed you. So yes. <laughs> most popular player, Will Zalatoris paid off. He was 10th scoring. That was great. Um, I was surprised because I, we all thought Sam Burns was going to be the most popular player and he burned everybody. No oh pun intended. Uh, I mean, he played better on Friday. He did something similar to what he did the oh, MX. He where- played he played great on Friday because I had Coke rack against fucking Burns as a head to head, and he decided to shoot fucking four under or whatever the fuck he shot on Friday. I think he actually only up even on the day. I think Coke rack didn't actually do very well on Friday because I, I, he was like four under. Oh, you're like, right, you're right. And then, like and then, 13, he, and then and he, he choked. Up. Yes, that's right. He ended up even in Coke rack ended up plus one. Yeah. So and up losing, but like, yeah, I mean, so Burns did something similar to what he did at the Amex where he was awful and he was chalk all week. He was awful in round one, came back and played well in round two. So, I mean, his price is, de- you know, it's depressed in DFS this week. You know, we'll see. Uh, Coke crack was third most popular. It's 17%. He was ninth in scoring. I mean, he played great. He's been playing good, you know, for a while now. Um, you know, the putter continued to be very good. Uh, he struck the ball pretty well too. So, but the middle of this range, and there are a lot of your guys here. Um, there are, there are. So Francesco Molinari. Oh Lord. 13% ownership, 104th in scoring. He was terrible. Mark Leishman, who was my big short. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't killed him again. Oh, he's already dead. I couldn't kill him again. Yeah, but you went back on him. That's not dead. Oh, that's right. He was on the dock. Yeah, he, I didn't actually put him in the boat. Is he on the boat now? Oh yeah, he's in the boat. Yeah, he, he's, the boat. he's dead too. Him and Rory can—they're in the—they're in the—they're—they're in the, they're, they're in the uh, ice chamber on the fishing boat. That's it. All right, there you go. <laughs> he was bad. Uh, Billy Horschel, who uh, went full tilt, uh, get into Beautiful it with thing. a fan. 
Beautiful. He's a he's a dick. He is a dick. I've always known he's a dick, and he's a dick. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah. So I he mean, throws he his ca- clubs a lot. He throws his clubs a lot too. Man. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't like that because he stole that from Henrik Stenson. I mean, Henrik Stenson is the OG of breaking your clubs, throwing your clubs. He's great. Billy Horschel's just he looks like a stooge when he does it. Listen, I'm with you. Listen, I bet against Billy Ho, so I was fine with yep. it. There you go. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, in uh, this uh, DFS contest, uh, this GPP, uh, everyone at Louis Uswiesen, all 10.5% of you. Yikes. Big zero. But here's the good news he was not the worst golfer in DFS. We will get to that golfer <laughs> just a minute. Um, other than that, I mean, listen, Max Homa continues to play well. He cashed top 20 for me. I know, man. Playing that kid's good, good and he's playing on, he's playing good on Bermuda too. You think about it, he's a young California kid. He's not used to the Bermuda. Like, like so geez. here's the thing about here's the thing about Max Homa. So like he was a really good college player. Yeah. Like he won the NCAA's, and I think he beat somebody good in the finals. And like he had a little bit of mental health issues. Like I think he's battles like ADD or something. Yeah. And like he struggled his first year on tour, lost his card, got it back, lost his card. He might just figure it out now. I mean, his swing is really good. Good ball striker now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah. I think, I think I brought it up uh, probably like three or four weeks ago. Like one of the other caddies, somebody else's caddy who was like, uh, uh, one of the other podcasts was, uh, saying like, who's your sleeping pick. And they were like, yeah, it's Max Homa. And it wasn't Riviera. It wasn't the week he won. Um, but they were like, Hey, once he figures it out, like this dude is going to be one of the best golfers. Like once he figures it out, once he believes in himself, like this kid is legit and this kid is legit, man. Like yeah. he's legit. No, it was. So, I mean, I think the only takeaway here was, Everyone talked about Sam Burns this week. Ugh, awesome, but we knew. Um, but but by the time we talked about, it, we already knew it was fucking chalk, and we were like, Duh, "We're fucked." I know. I mean, I, the only switch I had was the outright. I did Me not too. take the DFS, so um, we'll move on. And then we're not seven thousand. We're, we're running a little long with this, but seven thousand dollar range. So once again, most popular option was terrible. Cameron yep. Davis, yep. awful. Eighteen percent ownership didn't make the cut. Yep. I still bet him. I yeah. still use them in DFS. I was sucked into the ball striking numbers. And there you go. I got but we, but we knew we were fucked. We even texted each other. As soon as we saw the ownership, we were like, fucking Christ, $7,000 chalk. We're fucked. Like that I money know. is on fire. I know. I just, at this point, ignore <laughs> the numbers just faded. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cameron Dragali was 17% owned. He was fine. Like fine today too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Connors was chalk and he actually paid off. Yes, um, he did. He did. Uh, I was a little worried about him for DFS because it's a high variance with him. He was fine. Uh, Lanto was fine too. Uh, Chris Kirk was also fine. Matt Jones was popular in this contest and he was terrible. Uh, so was Lynn Clark. Because people thought the wind would come into a factor. But once again, you have to get to the weekend for the wind yeah. to fucking matter. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it's not really fair for, but Justin Rose shows a 72nd in scoring. What a but cocksucker. What a baby. What a fucking. Uh, Baby, allegedly his back gave out. Oh my fucking dick! Get out of here! Fucking put you it in the water. Don't like fucking British. Listen, I don't give a shit. Like they're unbelievable. Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it in the water three times and tell you my back hurts and go out after you just shot a fucking five under. Where the fuck you shot the day before? You goddamn baby. Fuck Justin Rose. Like unbelievable baby. Mentally soft. Fuck him. I ugh. Like that shit is gross. Gross. 
that you just fucking withdraw because you hit it into the water. You're taking your clubs and going home. Fuck you, man. Like gross. Like and that could have fucked Spieth up. You know what I mean? Playing by yourself now because you're too big of a fucking mamby fucking pamby to fucking play the next X amount of holes in golf. Your feelings are hurt. You're gonna. You already made the cut. Get your fucking check. Fuck. Ugh. <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> so, All right. So much, uh, some other notables here. I mean, Christian Bazane, who, um, 13th in tight. scoring He, dude, he's been great. Yeah. He's been good. He's we, we had, I, I liked him because he was really in the middle East. That was my comp courses instead of Wentworth. Yep. Um, he was good. Uh, your boy Keegan Bradley. He's, no. a, hero, he's a hero of mine. He bogeyed the last to get Fleetwood into the top 10. I mean, Thank yeah, you very much. Like- Along with a bunch of other British guys you probably hate. Yeah. They all got in the top 10. Thanks to Keegan. Thank you very much. Um, Siwoo Kim. One point. Thanks. Yeah. No, better, no. better than Louie, at least. Better than Louie. Better than Louie. Not by much. Uh, and then my boy, I, I'm really disappointed I didn't go back to Lee West. So this was the week that I believed in my reads, and Lee Westwood was not a part of it. I left him on the dock. And he was second scoring. He was great. That was vintage Lee Westwood. It really All was. Striking. He actually putted pretty well too. That's a shame that he wasted a good putting. Point. On Saturday, he was draining everything. He was, everything. He was hitting five footers today too. He was good. I had never seen this side of Lee Westwood. I didn't think, I didn't even think he was going to be able to hold on this close. I was like, there's no way Westwood's going to end up even in the top five. I, I, I am I mean? one of the biggest Lee Westwood fans in the world. You don't know how many times I have seen the Sunday 79 from him while he's in contention and he held it together today. He did. Uh, I was, I was rooting for him pretty hard. Yeah, you know, I had I had no money on it. I just really wanted him to win, especially because he's sponsored by UPS, and it'd be really awkward because like FedEx is all over the place and oh, UPS right. is front and center. Yeah, it's him and Louis. That's so right. I mean, there, apparently there's a conspiracy that um like when they're if they're like on coverage, like they'll blur out the UPS logo or something. I'm like both those guys because FedEx is one on, on the TV. So does FedEx uh, think we give a shit who we ship our packages through? FedEx does. They pay a like, lot why of money. Yeah, but why do they like? Who gives a shit? Like, who do I use for my work? Okay, that's it. And uh, what's the closest store? <laughs> like, that's like, I yeah. there's no brand loyalty between FedEx and UPS. You don't have to blur out their fucking logo. Like, oh, UPS, I'll use them instead of FedEx. And it's corporate culture. So, all right, uh, last range, six thousand dollar range again. Most popular guy, Matthew Nesmith, big bust. So mm. once again. They the most popular player in this range. He was the guy that everybody ran to. And again, the ball striking numbers look great, but you know, there were a lot of other guys who were good ball strikers. You probably could find here. So, you know, when I'm making the cut and doing a lot better, um, Zach Johnson got ownership just because of the course history, he got to a really good start and then just he did. baited hard. Yep. Um, Richie Warinsky, who struggles to get ever get on my radar. He was great. What is, what the, where did he come from? He was good. I, I mean, know. Listen, sometimes they just happen. So, um, Matt Wallace guy we talked about. Yeah. He was really good in strange. He was yeah. 19 in the scoring. Uh, my apologies. I talked to you off Harold Varner third. He was good on the weekend. He was. So, I mean, I, I think he was even par and made the cut. And I think he shot like maybe two under over the weekend, which in tough conditions was good enough. He rocket wrapped the leaderboard. So yep. he was pretty good. I mean, other than that, uh, oh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Christopher Ventura, yes. 12th in drafting scoring. I know that's amazing. I mean, I, I think having ace helps. Um, <laughs> and then poor jazz, Jana Watson, not an on, uh, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> he, uh, 
he had a rough day. He shot four today. Oh. And I know there were a couple guys oh, on the yeah. slide channel who had top twenties on him. And I know. That <laughs> I know. I know. But and you it, know what? But that, that looked like not- that looked like such it was funny because uh was it Moonoff who said he fucking lived in uh in Orlando and had been playing Bay Hill? So that looked like a sneaky like insider angle, and then like as he's playing like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're like, holy shit, maybe he will. No. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Sunday. Nope. He's nope. a very <laughs> tiny man who probably got blown away by the wind today. He weighs 110 pounds. He has to. Yeah. That guy no. is literally the size of my fucking pinky. I don't think he could carry it over the water on 17. <laughs> so, all right, that's it. Uh, I think we can put a bow on uh, a very successful Arnold Palmer. Invitation. Yeah, man. Listen, thank fucking Christ. Like I said, I dug myself out of a nice hole uh, that I dug myself last weekend. So nice and fresh and even, and even as a win for me, uh, especially with as amount of money that I was in the hole. So is your local bookie still laughing at you and still eager for your business? Probably not. After Probably this. not. He's like, Oh no. fuck. I should have collected instead of being like, yeah, you can roll it till next week. Aha. I should have collected motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, listen, before we uh, jump into to TPC Sawgrass. Listen, it's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's right. Bet $4 on an underdog in a select college basketball games. If they win, you collect 256 bucks. The bank is open. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. And all it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So listen, seriously, guys, it's it's a good app, man. It's legal. If it's legal where you're at, seriously, I mean, DK Sportsbook is the way to go, man. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sports app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's promo code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay. Can I interject for just a second about DraftKings Sportsbook? And uh, listen, it is, I am currently waiting for mobile gambling to arrive in the state. But as soon as it does, I will be going to DraftKings Sportsbook because they are fantastic for golf. They have oh, everything you could ever everything. really want. And their their pricing, their positional pricing is really soft. Yeah. They're, they're, they're top shh, 10. Shh, 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 shh. Don't say that's it. They'll, they'll, they'll fix it. They'll fix it. Don't do okay. that. Well, you'll get a good deal if you go with top 10, top 20s, if you go to DraftKings. Hey, so, so, uh, so can I just like cash app you my bets to put on DK then? I, live? Well, I would have to actually drive to a DraftKings sports book, which I don't really feel. No, no, like. when the, when, no, no, when the mobile thing comes up. Oh yeah. You probably could. 
that might not be for a while. Our governor is currently in a lot of hot water. And uh, what? No, what are you talking about? I haven't heard anything about that. What do you yeah, mean? I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess that that initiative is probably going to get put in the back burner now that the entire state legislature is out for blood. Oh, so. my God. Just fucking legalized sports betting everywhere. Like, fucking Ron DeSantis is like, no mass fucking let's shoot each other up with heroin. But God forbid you fucking you can lay down a fucking $20 bet on the Florida Marlins, you stupid redneck fucks. Florida makes me so mad. Like the amount of revenue, the amount of listen, Florida is the most degenerate state in the fucking world. Like, it, it, like it's insane. All the crazy people from all over the country come here. Do you know how many people are gonna go lay down bets? How much revenue are we missing out on? We can't can't do that. Fuck. Makes me so mad. Speaking of Florida, <laughs> why are we talking about the golf tournament this week? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You just killed me with that line about heroin. <laughs> All right. So uh, who's in the field? So in my notes, I had 49 of the top 50 players in the world were in the field. And uh, now I got to revise it to 48. Uh, as we said, Brooks Koepka is not in the field, which I'm going to give full disclosure. I was going to bet him out right this week. Um, I just had a good feeling. It seemed like he was peaking. We're never going to know if, I mean, until next year, if TBC Zagreus was not a fit for him. Nope. I disagreed. I thought it was going to be a perfect fit for him, but you know what? Say la vie is what it is. So <laughs> the only other one in the top 50 is on this field um, is Matthew Wolf and who we last saw him uh, shine 83 accidentally hit his ball on a practice stroke. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. That was the, that was just cherry on top of it. It's just miserable round. But so something came out, I think shortly after that, that provided a little bit of context because he's struggling. And kind of puts a little new spin on it for me. I'm probably going to start, stop ragging on him. It was suggested in the article that there might be some off the course, mental health issues going on with him. Okay. You know, he's a, re- he's a real affable kid. I mean, we saw him in the Taylor May driving challenge last spring, right? Yeah. Just a chatty Kathy. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was yeah. great with the, with the charity stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the problem is, so you're real Apple kid, real outgoing kid. You're 21 years old. And I know we make, you know, we think that these guys are living a good life, but you know, think about it. You're 21. You have all these COVID restrictions. You go to the golf course and then you have to go back to your hotel. Can't do anything. You're an Apple kid. You're an outgoing kid. If you're 21, I mean, listen, now when I'm 34, that's a that sounds great. awesome. That sounds awesome. I'm alone. <laughs> I watch TV. It's great. Sweet. You're 21 years old though. And you're basically going to your room. Yeah. Can't do anything. I mean, he should be what a, a junior in college right now. He just might not be adjusting too good. So he's not in the field this week, which considering this is the biggest purse in golf, $15 yeah. million. The fact he's not here, there's something major going on. So yeah. he's probably going to get his head fixed. Good man. I mean, I, I, when he's on, he is electrifying. I hope he gets it figured out. So yeah, go definitely. do your thing. Matthew Wolf, go do your thing. Yeah, we, we we've talked about it, man. Like, obviously, mental health affects everybody, right? It affects my family. Like, uh, I, I have children with some issues. Uh, I have a lot of stuff uh, in my past uh, that that fucks with me too. And uh, listen, man, it's uh, it's 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 a it's it's tough sledding sometimes, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter how good your life is. Look, my life's great. Like, it is. Like, I got four kids, wife, good job, plenty of money. I fucking gamble on golf. Like, uh, like whatever. Like, my life's fine in, in comparison to most people's, but I still got shit that fucks with me. So uh, mental health is real, man. And uh, like we said before, man, if anybody's got any problems, like 
go talk to somebody. And if you don't want to go talk to a professional, talk to your friends, man, reach out, let somebody know something's happening because man, it, uh, you know, it, bad stuff can happen. That's true. I mean, especially in times like these when we're all isolated and just keep reaching out to people, let people know how you're doing. All right. Yeah, so, absolutely. all right. So speaking of like, kind of all like the COVID isolation, um, I love asking Boston Capper about what happened last year. So what happened last year? Well, last year it was the worst St. Patrick's day fucking ever. Okay. Because it was the first day at TPC had my tickets to go. Uh, Tom Brady got fucking signed to the Buccaneers. They shut the bars down in Florida and, uh, yeah, it started my fucking COVID nightmare. It was literally the worst St. Patrick's Day ever. And listen, I literally was flying to Iraq on a fucking St. Patrick's Day once. I did a shot with my father at Logan Airport as I was getting deployed, or I was go- I was taking a flight to go catch where I was going. But it was St. Patrick's Day. And that St. Patrick's Day was better than last St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's pretty deep. I mean, the world came crumbling down. I mean, well, I mean, it happened on Wednesday night. Yeah. That was when the NBA shut down and the infamous uh, chain smokers concert happened at TPC Sawgrass the 17th yeah. with <laughs> 20,000 people yeah. spreading COVID That's right. as everyone's panicking. But uh, so you were on the grounds round one, right? There's no, I was going and I was You're like going, okay. I had, I had the tickets and it was like, I don't know if I should go because we remember nobody knew what was really happening. And I was like, I feel like I should go because I got the tickets, but I didn't pay for them. So I don't know. I don't really want to go get whatever the fuck is going on right now. And I was literally hemming and hard. I was like, maybe I'll go in the afternoon. And what did they shut down at like 11, something like that? I didn't think they made it to lunch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that was a nightmare PR oh, like yeah. disaster for the PGA tour that week. So they started off the week with um, Jay Monahan going on CNBC talking about the new rights deal as the stock markets were tanking. tanking. Like there's a picture of him talking about this multi-billion dollar TV deal. And the S and P is down like 7%. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Like maybe you want to cancel that, you know, maybe go focus on your tour. And then they decided to just have, I think it, like 40, 50,000 people or however many just through the gates, yep. you know, they had the chain smokers concert. And then like, I think like when Trump was on TV, like, you know, his press conference after the NBA, they like, shut down too. And then Tom fucking Hank said, Oh yeah, I had COVID too. That's when I re- realized, Oh yeah, this is real. Oh, this uh, is real. Tom Hanks has it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We well, better take this seriously. And then, I was off Twitter at this point, but if I mean, Jimmy Dugan, if Jimmy Dugan can get COVID, anyone can get COVID. That's that is true. So top five characters on social time, media at this point, but I am fully aware that at like 1030 a scheduled tweet came out of the 17th at TVC Sawgrass <laughs> with the chain smokers concert, just promoting that. It's just like, Oh my God. I, somebody had to get fired, but uh, oh, I'm sure somebody did. Yeah. So they still had one round. And uh, I mean, in my mind, someone won the 2020 players championship. So do you remember who the first round leader was? No, dude, fucking life was collapsing. No, I have no fucking idea who the fuck won one round at DPC. This is going to blow your mind. All right, who you got? It was Hideki. Oh, fuck. No, Hideki well, shot. Whatever. Hideki shot the course record 63. Did he day. really? He did. And I remember talking to, this is when the first, the golf side first really started taking off. We were talking about where the scores are going to be. And we just saw Bay Hill just chew these guys up and spin them out. And so people were like, oh, well, it's going to be high scores. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. 
this is going to be a soft, easy golf course with easy pin positions that it's going to basically be like a pillow. These guys will be firing pins and drain a bunch of putts. Yep. And sure enough, the scoring record fell. Uh, you had Harris English, Christian Bazan, who didn't see Kim type for second, who shot 65s. Um, there was like an 18 way tie for seventh. <laughs> and guys, I mean, they were crushing this place through round one. I mean, this, the, the winning score was going to be like over 20 under. It was ridiculous how soft this golf. I feel like it's was. always like 20 under. Like, I always feel like it's like a 20. Not at, not at the players. Usually it's around low to mid teens. Like I feel, I feel like guys chew this course up, but I'm usually half hammered and fucking like hanging out in the waste management tent, (laughs) like watching it. Like, like I, I, that's the thing. Like now, so like, there's no, the sponsors I do in this year. So like, I'm like, man, I can't get those tickets. I don't want to pay for the VIP tickets. Like the typical vendors, I can get it off for free. Like aren't there. So I don't know, man. Like I'm definitely going to go. I don't know what day I'm going to go. I'm trying to get my wife to to take a day off or I'm going to take my daughter. Um, but yeah, like I, like it's, it, it's really fun for Jacksonville. Like it's a big thing for us. You know what I mean? Like it's a, a TPC is always fun. Uh, my wife even loved going, you know what I mean? Like she likes to go walk around and, and uh, get the food trucks drink and, you know, mingle with the people everybody knows because Jacksonville is large as it is. As far as like, land, like people who are going to TPC, you're going to run into fucking 50 people that, you know, you know what I well, mean? I- I mean, I, I kind of think about, it. I mean, like you're right. Like Jacksonville definitely takes a lot of pride in this thing. Cause I mean, it's a sports town. You guys kind of get crapped on a lot. I mean, you got yeah, Jags. Yeah. Well, it's cause and then you, suck balls. You have like, like a crappy hockey team or something. Oh, this is the Iceman. Those guys are fun. Yeah, the watch, Iceman, okay, there you yeah. Go. The Jacksonville Iceman are fun. And here's the deal. So uh, the Jacksonville Suns used to really be fun. You just go to Thursday, Thursdays. Like this was like way when I was younger. Um, but like uh, Mike Stanton came through there. Um, and it was like double A at the time. You go get like a dollar beer. Like it would be you get like a dollar IPA on Thursday nights, and you go watch them. Now we have now it's a triple A affiliate. Listen, Jacksonville is a small. Cow, it's not small. All right. It's a city, but it's so spread out. It should be five different towns. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't even live in Jacksonville. I live in St. John's. Right. Um, which is farther South, closer to St. Augustine. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> the, the, uh, there's no Duval going in my house. All right. Okay. Um, there you go. I'm in the more upstanding section. Uh, listen, but Jacksonville is a great town, man. It really is. Like it gets shit on a lot. Um, but it really is. It's a Ponte Vedra is its own fucking thing. Holy shit. You want to talk about snooty motherfuckers. Holy shit. You'll have people who want to pay X amount of dollars to live in some condo just so they can say they live in Ponte Vedra. And listen, Ponte Vedra is great. Like there's like there's a bunch of good restaurants down there, like right, right outside of Sawgrass and like whatever. It's fine. But you go a mile down the road and you're at Jack's beach and you want to talk about trash, Jack's beach, trash, like whatever, mm-hmm. man. I heard it's- they fixed up that golf course though, Jack's beach. Oh, they do. And me and Tommy have been trying to get on there. Like yeah. apparently, so we heard the same thing. We've been trying to get on and there's never any availability. Yeah. The, uh, the no laying up boys, they play that golf course a lot. They do videos there. It actually looks pretty nice. Yeah. Like we, we've been trying to get on there. That looks, that looks, uh, that looks real nice. Cause that used to be really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like really shitty. No, I've gone back in time to look at the Google earth. I'm like, this is a dump. And then <laughs> suppose renovation. I'm like, Oh yeah. It looks bad. nice. Yeah. It yeah. looks nice. We actually, uh, we looked, uh, Friday night, we're like, oh, what if we get on Jacks on Sunday? And uh, nope, can't do it. So we're gonna have to like make some time. So I have like a because I uh, like my daughter does the first tee thing, and so like I like, whatever I bought something or whatever, and like we can go play like a bunch of private courses and and Jacks beaches on there. But there's only certain days we can do it. So, um, but I'll, I'll I'll be on there this year at some point. There you go. All right, so we we just got on a big Jacksonville side, you know, tangent. <laughs> so 
my, so my article, uh, breaking down sports, uh, TBC Sawgrass on sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, it is 2,800 words. Uh, I am not going to explain it all here. Uh, if you want to go read about the golf course, the architecture, just a lot of the really cool nuances, um, and tricks and mind games that Pete Dye plays at this place. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's the best golf course in the world, but it's iconic and it's iconic for a lot of reasons other than the 17th. Yeah. There are a lot of really good holes at this place. And if you go to the pot, you know, go to the website, I'll show you on sports I'll try and break down the golf course to kind of show you why this place really suits a lot of styles. But I mean, my co-host, as we have talked about for the past 15 minutes, lives in Jacksonville, this golf course right in his backyard. So I'm going to hand the reins to him. What do you think about TBC Sawgrass? And I want you to break down the golf course for everybody since you know it. I mean, you've walked the grounds, you've played it. Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll try and fact check you a little bit based on how the setup is different in March compared to probably when you played it in, you know, May or wherever. Yeah. And so I actually did notice that when they switched it to March, what they switched it to March two years ago. Three yeah, so it, it used to be March in like the early 2000s, and you can see like they overseed it back then too. Yeah. And then in May they let it, you know, be the natural Bermuda grass, and right. you know that was that was get some like you know when it's like windy, that's when there's some real car crashes. But you know it, it's overseeded now, so it's it definitely plays a little different. So it, it definitely does because it's, it's definitely firmer. It's windier down here, man. Like it, like it. Like in this time, like it's always windy in March here. Like it, for some reason, it's always windy. And like, I don't know, when it played in May, it's always super fucking hot because it's goddamn Florida and it's fucking 100% humidity. And you're right. I mean, it played a lot different. I mean, a lot, we went out there two years ago, uh, the year before COVID. It was cold, it was breezy, it was fucking kind of shitty. You know what I mean? And yeah. it played a lot different. Like the greens are a lot firmer. Um, I don't know, man. I love the golf course. Uh, I played it three times, four, four times. And uh, I mean, it's, I had my first birdie there. <laughs> my there first, my first fucking birdie. What was it? 13, the part three on the back. Is it 13? Uh, maybe. Yeah. 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 It's, it's whatever it is. It's, it's, it's a, it's the little one that's straight or whatever. That's the first birdie I've had. And so I love that place, but okay. uh, again, man, I mean, 17 obviously is great. 18 is so intimidating yeah. like to actually stand on that box is terrifying. Like there's nowhere, there's nowhere to miss. There's just no way to miss. No. And like I, I think 18 is more intimidating than 17. Like I definitely think that. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah, absolutely. And uh 16 is great because pros can, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an Eagle opportunity. As long as you don't miss, right. You can run it up that left side, run it straight up, get a little run, give yourself a nice little putt, give yourself momentum going into uh 17. Um, the front nine's fine. Like, I don't know. There's nothing like there, there's some architectural holes on the front nine that piqued my interest more than the back nine. The back nine is definitely a little more dramatic. Yeah. The front nine is where the Pete died pays little tricks. Like you yeah, see yeah, a he lot always, of holes. He has, the, he has the mounds, man. Like he does these mounds that are just fucking mean. You know what I mean? Like, like I think I've ended up in the mounds. I think it's, it's either five or six. And if you miss right a little bit, like you're just fucked, you're just completely fucked. And yeah. there's no way you're, there's no way you're going to hit on this, whatever upslope you're on into the fucking green. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. And what we 12 is the drivable fucking par four, which is, yeah. I mean, they, they, they botched that. I mean, so I, I, I wrote about it at, you know, I did a couple paragraphs in the column and uh, I mean, they ne- they've done a, a renovation a couple times. Yeah. They never seem to get it right. I mean, the current one right now, 
it's kind of a mess. I mean, for these pros, it's very easy to just knock an iron or a three wood down the fairway. Cause there's no real trouble in the layup there's, zone. There's no, like, it, it almost, so how the whole setup is they moved up to T box. It's only 300 yards. It's a slight dog leg left. There is a long fairway bunker, which like, you know, is very famous or like die golf courses, like these huge elongated bunkers. And there was a water hazard, but they're both on the same side. It's really nothing on the right side. That water hazard isn't even in play. No, it's only in play if you try to go for the green. So there is no, it, like it's supposed to be a drivable par four, but there's no incentive to go for it. Like it, you just knock, you know, like 250 yard, 260 yard shot down the fairway. And then it's a very easy pitch up to, I'm going to push back on you. So with the overseed okay. this time of year, and it might be just because of how they want to present it on TV, you need a ton of water in order to get that stuff to take roots and to look the way it does. So yeah. last year, I mean, so I, I read some articles that it rained an inch the Friday before the term, but it didn't rain at all the week of they have yeah. a sub air system there and guys were complaining about mud balls in the fairway. Yeah, bro. And I remember watching the first round and they were, they were making like huge cratered, like pitch marks in the greens. Yeah. So while you might have played it when it was firm, probably yeah. when it's it and it's and Pete Dye golf course are supposed to play firm. How they presented this week with the overseed, it's a pillow out there. Oh, bro, I'm telling you, it's yeah. da- look. I agree with you. I, it's definitely yeah. going to be that way. I mean, just like I said, like just on the course today, I, it, it's a, and it's a fucking what an Eagle Harbor, wherever the fuck I played. Like it's soft as baby shit. Like mm-hmm. it really is. Like I mean, I would hit. Um, whatever I hit like a seven iron, like it would bounce right in front of the green and it would stick into the fucking fairway. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even give me the hop. Like when yeah. you give me the hop up on it was, and it, it's going to play like that. It's good. And it's wet. It's cold. It's been wet and cold down here. Like, I don't care if they have a sub air system or not. Like, dude, it's, it's going to play soft. It's going to be muddy balls. Like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm very, and if it rains at all between now and then it's going to be even worse. So I looked at the forecast. It's not supposed to rain, but there's not supposed to be a lot of wind. Yeah. So it looks like really score scoreable conditions. So, and I guess that kind of leads us to talk a little bit of the golf course and the architecture. So in my opinion, this is the hardest tournament to handicap all year, mm-hmm. because if you look at all these past leaderboards and the golf course is undo it, which we'll, I'll get to in just a second is it looks like someone takes like a random golfer generator and say, okay, <laughs> fill out a top 10 for me. <laughs> and then they spit out this leader, these leaderboards that just like, like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like there's no like trends or anything. So like, let's look at the 2019 leaderboard. So Rory McIlroy wins it. Yep. Second place, Jim Furyk. Two <laughs> back ups. Two polar opposite players. Yeah, but it's his backyard. He plays there all the time. Okay, but like, it, like usually when you try and handicap a golf course, usually you just want to try and look for like, like you know, correlated traits. Like, right, right. Sometimes you want to load up on really good ball strikers. Sometimes length. Right. Really good scramblers, potters. Like, they're told two totally opposite players. Right. So, T right. three, Johnny Vegas and Eddie Pepperell. 
Dude, Vegas drained like a fucking 90-foot putt on fucking 17, dude. Do you oh, remember? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I remember that. Oh, yeah. my God. What a putt, man. What yeah. a putt. And that, that, see, that's why he was my guy for a minute, and I just kept losing money, losing money, losing money, fading him because it, what, a, what a treat to watch him on that weekend, dude. I'm yeah. telling you. But again, like <laughs> Johnny Vegas. Eddie Johnny Vegas. Vegas. Not household names. No. Maybe in your household, he's household, household. Not, not mess. Okay. Type fifth. Brant Snedeker, Tommy Fleetwood, Dustin Johnson. So short knocking Brant Snedeker. Tommy Fleetwood does a little bit of everything well. Not in your opinion, but in my opinion. <laughs> and then Dustin Johnson, who just is basically a bombing gotcha guy. Right. All of them different types of players yep. in the same position. And then T8, Justin Rose, Brian Harmon, Jason Day, Hideki Matsuyama. So Matsuyama and Rose. Harmon, huh? You got yeah, two guys play, you know, pretty all around game. You know, Day is a long hitter, but he gets it done mostly scrambling putty, and then Harmon's a short knocker. Yeah. So I guess I guess the point is as TBC Sawgrass is designed, there are so many forced layups yeah. that it basically it levels the playing field for everybody. I mean, like if you look at where like there are opportunities where you can be aggressive at TBC Sawgrass and you can take driver and if you hit the perfect shot, you're gonna be rewarded, but you're gonna punish. So most guys try and play a little more conservative and like play short of all the hazards or try to avoid the bunkers, try and play more positional golf. And at that point, everyone's basically hidden from the same point. And then it becomes a game of, you know, if you're a good approach player, are you accurate? I mean, that's why a lot of these short accurate players, you know, fare well. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of holes I was looking at, you know, cause I was looking at proximity stats and Harmon, Furick and Snedeker all had under a hundred yards to the green because the, where the fairway ran out, they could hit driver and keep in the fairway there. Whereas Rory DJ. And I think J- Jason day were all like 30 yards behind him. Cause they had to take less than driver. He would. Yeah. yeah. Or like they would have to take iron or something. Cause their three would run through the fairway. Yeah. So then there's a lot of holes like that at TBC sawgrass. Yeah. So you are, we're basically handicapping a golf course that doesn't favor any style because you have to play it as is you have to be smart. You have to miss in the right places. You have to hit the right side of the fairway. Not hitting the fairway. Sometimes doesn't even matter. If you hit the wrong side of the fairway, you have the wrong angle to the green. You got to carry it over stuff. Maybe par is just the best score you're going to have because you can't get certain pin positions. You have to, you have to basically hit the correct side of the fairway. I mean, there's so many holes like that. Um, and you just, I mean, you have to play it by Pete's rules. And there's a lot of golf courses like we saw at Bay Hill where Bryson can break it. Not this week. No, I, I agree. I agree. And it's it's definitely it's definitely a course where everybody's in it, and that's what makes it fun. It really does. That's what makes it fun. Like who's like these are the golf courses that we talk about. I like to see people think around the golf course, right? Mm-hmm. And this is definitely thinking around the golf course. Whether it's whether they can whether they get birdie the fuck out of it or not is not the point, right? You still have to be able to put yourself in the position to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And, and if you look at data golf, uh, they, you know, for every golf course, um, they show like what type of attributes tend to show up the most at the top of the leaderboard. And with driving distance, putting around the green and approach play, it's all less than average. So like there's more variance with yeah. the variety of type of leader. The only one that actually shows up more consistently is driving accuracy. One of the most misleading stats you can ever go to because Drive accuracy is just like if you miss it a little bit in the fairway, you'd first exactly miss yeah. fairway. Right. Or you go to TBC Sawgrass, even if you're in the fairway, you're just so out of position on the hole that it doesn't matter. 
So, and like, you also have all these longer hitters taking less than driver makes it hard. So I guess the question is, so what should we use this week? Like, like what are like the stats? Like I, I like, I, I think about think it's, and like, it, it almost seems like year to year, like it's not consistent. Like I, I there's no real horses for courses, TBC soccer, especially wow. because this is no longer the like, same course. It's not playing in May. It's playing in March. No, I mean, it's a completely different grass type. And let me, t- I'm going to say this again. All right. Well, listen, listen, before, before you okay. break down the grass type and we, and we jump into it, let me do a little housekeeping real quick. All right. I, I always forget about this. This is my fault. Not yours. <laughs> the, um, all right. So listen, if you want to get an advantage over the sports book, when it comes to betting, you need to download BetQL. The only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has shop de- data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want the inside edge for who the pros are back, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have ton of sports book offers in your state. So head to the app store, or Google play store to download BetQL. Bet smarter, not harder. Head to betql.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off for your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com. Also, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about sports betting. The best part is you really get free video picks from the SGPN crew. So you got to make sure to subscribe to our page, sportsgamblepodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. And if you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time one of us posts a video. So go to sportsgamblepodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblepodcast.com slash BTV. And might as well just wrap it all up. Better, better edge, better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. And since you're buying positions from the from other sports betters, there's no house and it's legal in 40 States post the plays you like and have someone at better edge marketplace. Take the other side. They have a ton of, they have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contest as well. <laughs> Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free Todd dollar bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. All right. Housekeeping done. All right. There we go. Sorry. About All it. right. So <laughs> what I was about to say where we left off was once again, it is important to note that even if you do a little Google search, it's going to say TPC Sawgrass is a tip Eagle Bermuda golf course. What I'm telling you is that if you see anybody using Bermuda grass leans this week, either putting or like scrambling off it, whatever, stop the podcast. Close out of the column. They don't know what they're talking about. This is not Bermuda. This is wall to wall perennial ryegrass tee to green in the rough, the fairways and tee boxes. And the greens are a combination of bent grass and poetry trivialis. So the golf courses, if you are a grass nut, the ones you want to look at are the two overseeded golf courses, TBC Scottsdale, PJ West, which PJ West is actually a great comp because it's it basically well. modeled at TBC Sawgrass. It is. A lot of the same holes. Like when we talk about the the American Express, there are a lot of holes that basically are the same at PJ West and TBC Sawgrass. So, and what's good about this year, we got three rounds there. So, same grass types, base, same golf course. That's a direct correlation if you want to go there, or if you just want to go to like you know your putting stats. Um, Murphy Village is a bent poem mix. Uh, TBC River Highlands, another Pete Dye golf course. That's a bent poem mix. Um, Silverado, which is the Safeway Open, that's a bent poem mix on the greens. So if you're going to use grass types for putting, go to those golf courses. Do not check the Bermuda box on Fantasy National. <laughs> it's not going to be helpful. No free ads. And I mean, no honestly, ads. honestly, like I, I mean, I think putt like good putters will do well here because 
when it's soft conditions like this, like I think it's going to be like, if you look at the leaderboard last year, like, you know, Hideki, I mean, we joke about him as a bad putter, but I mean, behind him were Harris English, who's a great putter. Uh, Christian Bazane, who was behind him, great putter. Uh, Webb Simpson had a good round. Graham McDowell's a good putter. He was up there. Um, Michael Thompson's a good putter. So I think Daniel, Daniel Berger's a good putter. He had a good round last year too. So like good putters, they're generally pretty good everywhere, but I don't focus on just like Bermuda, like specialists. Cause that's not gonna help you. I'm already so, down. I'm already down on one of the guys that you said, I already put a bet down today. Okay. It's Harris English, right? Fuck <laughs> you. It's not yes. Harris English. No, <laughs> no All it's, right, Webb. So, it's Webb. It's Webb. Yeah. I feel I, like, listen, I, I can't hate on that. So I love him this week. So, I mean, so as far as some other things I'm going to be looking at the only, like, like, I think it's going to be really hard to build like a model because everything works here. If you're just good at it. So like, you know, you got your Jim Furyk. If he's doing Jim Furyk things, he's going to do well. If you got Bryson, if he's, if Bryson's doing Bryson things and somehow it's just amazingly <laughs> successful, He's going to win. He's going to do well. You know, I mean, if Rory Sabatini does Rory Sabatini things, he's probably going to do well too. So otherwise, if you try and build like a perfect model and you use that as gospel, you're going to use basically every stat. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to look at everybody uh-huh. and I'm just going to look at what they do well, how they're <laughs> doing it. You know, do they do a bunch of things? Well, do they do one thing? Well, are they a one trick pony? Are they a guy who can go to a lot of different varieties of golf course and do well? And then this is where being an expert is going to come into play. It's going to be a lot of field gambling this week. It's going to be a lot of gut calls. Let's go. (laughs) Because if you look at this tournament year and year out, you see guys who do well one year and then just miss the cut by a mile next year. It's just this golf course if you're playing really well, you're going to get rewarded. If you're playing pretty poorly, you're going to get exposed. So it's going to be a lot of good calls. It's going to be just looking at the stats and just kind of like not using his gospel, but just getting like a high level view of like who you are as a player. I think the only like typed casting I'm going to be doing is with the proximity stats with the approach play. You know, even though this is under 7,200 yards on the scorecard, this is not a wedge fest. There yeah. are a lot of force layups where most of your approach shots into the par fours are between 150 and 200 yards. So on the par fours, you're going to be getting a lot of your intermediate clubs tested, like middle of the bag. There's a lot of approach play, you know, shots over 200 yards. Obviously, all the par four fives, there's a couple of par threes. I think they're over 200 yards. Um, they're soft greens, though. Yeah. At least what I'm thinking. I mean, basically, they're going to be soft, bro. Yeah. So, you can go pin hunting and that's where I think proximity stats are useful because guys are probably hitting greens a lot more, you know, than they usually would. You don't have to worry about them going off into the rough or anything, because once they hit the green, they're going to create a big impact and they're either probably going to spin back to the hole. So uh, proximity stats, 150, 200 yards. I'll check out the performance there. Proximity stats, 200 plus that's, you know, I'll be using that. But other than that, it's gonna be looking at everybody seeing what you do well. I even playing lately and then just making a bunch of gut calls and hopefully, you know, it just doesn't blow up my face. Yeah, dude. I, I do think recent form has a lot to do with coming into a course like this. Like how confident are you? Because it isn't different. Dude, number one, like what a tight, tight fucking fairway you got to hit. Like just on one. You know what I mean? Like it's an intimidating you have a bunker, I think it's a bunker on your left. And 
Yeah, you have to play towards. You I think play. the bunkers. I think the bunkers on your right. Right. I mean, you got to Yeah, but yeah, play towards the bunker to have the best angle of the green. If you right. don't, you're you fucked. don't have a good angle. Yeah. You're fucked. I mean, and it's so narrow. I I remember that the first time I played there, I was like, um. I have to hit a driver into this thing. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm going to keep it there. And like, I know they're professionals, but it's still intimidating. It's tight. There's trees, there's bunkers. Like it's, it's a good course. Like, what, uh, like I'm excited. one thing I'll tell you too. So, I mean, maybe you didn't notice this. So Pete died purposely to design one in 10 to be basically be mirror images of each other because he didn't want to have one side. Like if you start on 10 or one, ah. you want to just basically start in the same hole. Oh, I can so see 10, that now that you say that. Yes, I can absolutely see that. Yeah. That's so 10 has hilarious. a lot of the same principles as one, as far as like you want to play towards one of the bunkers. I think it's on the, I think that one's on the left side yeah. and then that's the best angle to the green. Whereas on one, it's on the right side, basically the mirror image. That's fucking funny. He's a smart motherfucker. Rest in Dude, peace. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That is awesome. Rest in peace. His wife was great too. I mean, he helped, she helped a lot with the golf course design. She's responsible for a lot of it just as Pete. So, you know, rest in peace. They are two legends of the game. Cool. So yeah, man. And, and uh, yeah, listen, uh, like I said, obviously being uh, living here now, like uh, every, everybody loves DPC week. It's always been a big thing. Hopefully uh, now that we get at least some fans, I'm going to end up paying secondary prices and going, it's not going to be my typical holy polloi tickets. But uh, I'll still, I'll, I'll, I'm still gonna end up going at least one day. I'll probably end up going two days. Yeah, I, I think the last point I want to make, and then I'll throw it over to you for any closing points. But uh, I think you hit on something pretty good. I, I think the recent form is good because I, I don't think TBC Sawgrass is a place where you find stuff. No, no, no. I think no. if you're struggling coming in, you're fucked. You're probably you, going to continue struggling. Yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna start off poorly. Like that's it. Like if if you don't have it that course is going to let you know, you still don't have it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you don't have, it, you got to find something in the four days before you tee off, which fortunately we don't know about, you know, we don't know if somebody's just going to like Morikawa finds the magic putting stroke and suddenly he loses, goes from well, losing eight strokes to gaining four. Who knows? Maybe Harris English will figure out his ball striking. Maybe John round, figure out the putter. Maybe DJ will figure out the putter. I don't know. You Maybe so no, but it's good. It, it's going to be very unexpected. Just looking like if you look at, I think <laughs> if you go chalk this week, I think you're your ass kicked. Like yeah. just look at every single leaderboard going back like seven, eight years. Like it's completely random. This thing. So take stabs, take stands, take some chances, have fun with your betting and you know, just go wild. Let's go. Fuck. Yeah, Steve. That's what I'm talking about. Dude, that is inspiring. Fuck yeah. Let, Steve just told us, fuck the stats. Let's gamble this week. That's what he just told us. Let's fucking roll the dice. Go with your gut. Let's pick out some guys who you like, what you think might work. And let's, let's stack them chips up on that number and let's cash it and uh, fuck it, man. All right. So listen, Hey, tomorrow uh, we're coming back with a DFS show and we have a special guest. Uh, and I uh, will put it on Twitter prior. Uh, but yeah, listen, we got a special guest. We got a third man in first time ever. So that'll be interesting. Uh, but if you guys follow DFS golf, uh, you'll know who he is. Uh, so get excited for that. He's going to come uh, with his uh, Guido Jersey bullshit. And, uh, and uh, we'll be, uh, and we'll, we'll have him in with that. So I'll be outnumbered with uh, New York and New Jersey, but whatever, it's fine. It'll work. And uh, yeah, man. And then uh, we're going to do a full gambling show. Uh, come out on Tuesday for Wednesday. Uh, if you guys listen to, make sure we get those those top tens, top twenties, first round leaders. Because listen, 
like Steve said, this is going to be a fun tournament. We get some stuff that hits with large numbers and uh, yeah, man, listen, this was a great weekend for Steve. Great weekend for me. Hopefully you guys listen to us. Great weekend for you guys too. We broke them fucking books this weekend and we're going to do it again this week. So for myself, Boston Kappa, for the God of golf himself, Steve Shermer, let's go motherfuckers. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>